0: Welcome to another episode of Clear and Oblivious, and NFL podcast. Um, this is going to be possibly like the second last episode of the entire season. Uh, do you know, I find there'd be much more to talk about, you know, pretty much the episode before the Super Bowl NFL-wise. But, you know, it really, we're just having a waiting game, you know, just like absolutely gagging for it at this stage. I forgot that week off, you know, like the Pro Bowl games here or what's left of it. Um that's actually a thing. I'll get into all of this NFL stuff uh anyway, but I'll may as well tell you about my past week. Um what do you call it? Um sorry, I just got an actual message there coming through even though the fucking thing was on do not disturb. Um yeah, I am just back from a long bit of travel. I I still think I'm not only jet lagged uh but ill from two separate things I picked up on the way to and the way back from Denver. Now, you might remember I do have the the fucking immune system of Alexander Litvinenko, right? But, and I do tend to pick up everything, you know, like I thought, well, COVID, there's no way. I only caught COVID three times and I find that staggering considering how often I catch uh, everything, how often I catch feelings. (laughs) Um, Yeah, what a great time I had in Denver, right? I'll tell you about my week travel, first of all. I'll, I'll go with what happened out there afterwards but i'm going to tell you about the fucking travel i had i didn't realize because it was booked for me and all of that and i didn't really realize the the money step over now i'm actually quite fine with this i'm pretty you know i always have disastrous fucking travel things in here it's pretty much part of the job anyway uh and uh what happened <laughs> what happened was uh it was a 18 hour journey to get me to denver so i had to fly from uh, glasgow so i had to go edinburgh to glasgow then Glasgow to Iceland, Reykjavik, Reykjavik to Seattle, and then back from Seattle to, to Denver, right? And there's obviously stopovers on everything in between. And uh, I was like, I realized that I might, mid-flight, I realized we're like I was just chasing, the, the sun was setting in the evening, and we just chased that for like six hours, you know, whatever wherever we were, we were just ahead of the thing. So like, when night came, which is when I landed, it I had been like in daylight for about a good 18 hours, you know, and then nighttime only lasted about four or five hours, you know, uh, of, of actual darkness. Uh, and I was awake for them. So I was like, I'm going to be severely jet lagged. That made no sense to me in my head. Then, you know, I went out, we were drinking for the few days. There's dispensaries and things. I was flying. I had the time of my life, right? Uh, did the competition. Next morning, woke up with no sleep because we were out drinking for a fair bit. And then I got. The exact same route back, you know, have to go to Denver, to Seattle, Seattle to uh, Reykjavik, Reykjavik to Glasgow, and this time Glasgow to Newcastle, so it was longer because I had shows in Glasgow. There was the whole thing was about 22 hours it took me to get from the front door in Denver straight down to Newcastle. Uh, and in that one, at one stage, I was leaving... I was leaving... Let me think, I was leaving Seattle at 2 o'clock in the day. So there's an eight hour swing in time between seattle and Reykjavik, but also the journey was eight hours so i left at 2 p.m on i left at 2 p.m seattle uh and then landed in Reykjavik at 6 a.m the next day and i was like that doesn't even sound like it's only eight hours swinging in an eight hour time difference but yeah that's how much it was and I, I was sitting there going like, I slept none of it. <laughs> so so I was sitting there going like, I feel like I did the worst possible thing on both. Uh, and I really have feeling that I'm all over the place. And because caused that, I kept getting like, uh, you know what I said? I got COVID only twice, three times or whatever, sorry. Uh, I caught something on the way over because I was half sick uh, during Denver. And then I caught something else just where it was like on the, on the bus way back. I don't know how it works on planes, on the bus, on the plane on the way back. Does the planes just like, Take everyone's air and just fucking recirculate it out. We all just like, if one person has COVID on a plane, it's going to be like stunningly easy for everyone else to get COVID or whatever the fuck I have. The lurgy, the black lung pop. Um, but anyway, uh, this flight was great. I went with Iceland Air, first of all, right? And I found this fucking mental. On the long haul flight, the eight hour and a half where one from Seattle to Reykjavik, the long one, Iceland Air. I was like, sorry, when's the, uh, I was kind of like four hours on starving, being like, all right, somebody came around with like tea and fucking biscuits or whatever. He's like, do you want tea and biscuits? I was like, yeah, what time is the actual dinner, the meal at? And they were just like, oh, there is none. And I was like, there's none. An eight hour long haul flight, me watching movies and shit. And they're just like, oh no, no food. You have to buy the food. And the only food we have is like Spanish tapas. So it was like crackers with little bits of fucking cheese and, uh, you know, pastrami. I think they had written down as pastrami and uh, chorizo. And I was like, that is a fucking farce. So I did buy, that, like, you know, I would have eaten before the goddamn thing. I was sitting there in an Iceland air, fact, air thing with a 13 quid tapas, which was just biscuits with a bit of meat wrapped around it. I was fucking, like, this is a fucking joke. I was fucking fuming. Um, obviously, I learned my lesson on the way back and had everything possible. Uh, but it was good, good, good crack. Uh, with The flights. So I managed to make it down. I went to Newcastle. By the way, this weekend we kept Newcastle it was absolutely wild. Uh, I had two great gigs. The the first gig was very funny because I was that was when I was like severely jet lagged. I was delirious. I didn't even know where I was, and I was on stage and it was it was going very well considering the fucking state I was. But I had a joke. I have a joke. I'll tell you that anyway. It's going to be out in the special out soon, which has been released finally. We've gotten the go ahead. I'll probably do it after Australia, but. Yeah, we've, we've given up and it's all going up on YouTube for free, so fine, you all fucking won, alright? Uh, no, so basically the joke was basically uh, baptism's really funny to me uh, like, if, if you dip the baby's head underwater for a few, few seconds it becomes closer to God right? But my joke was but here's the little life hack, if you keep it under for, underwater for a few minutes it'll meet God right? Dead baby joke but I forgot the punchline so when I was in the middle of it i just went oh yeah, yeah, yeah. is funny to me you keep the water you keep the baby's under water head underwater for a few seconds it becomes like closer to god you know but here's a little life hack I forgot the rest and people giggle because you know you, you can tell where that joke's going to go <laughs> and i just froze and all i said was i was like i, I froze and i'm like, you know what? what what more do you want from me i killed the baby what more do you fucking want was all i said out to the crowd who were the bemused crowd. They thought it was hilarious. I could hear the comedians laughing. Uh, you know, and I heard Nicola fucking, like, howling by the door. And I was like, "Fuck sake. Good gig. The one after was great too. Um, I spent all day Saturday watching sports. I was watching both Six Nations games and all the football. Literally just in the hotel room. Like, I just did not move until I had to go back on stage. And I feel better for it. You know, I feel fucking better for it. Uh, f- a couple of things about America couple of little things about america um first of all food's great food's always good in america i don't really it doesn't really make sense to me because every time i go to america i feel like if you go into a shop or a convenience store as they say if you want to make food yourself all that food's shit like the milk doesn't look real the the meat looks how's about to go the meat looks dead i know it is dead but it literally looks gray the chicken looks absolutely fucking weird i know that their their meat and dairy is all literally dog shit compared to ours but but that's not true then, because you go into any fucking like burger joints or thing, any any establishment then, and the fucking food's better. You know, with outrageous sizes. Like I got a, I got a fucking McDonald's in Seattle Airport, starving, and I get, the large Coke was like literally a half a gallon, like a bag. I was like, oh, do you want some of this back? You know, I'll have a small one because I didn't think you know. Three liters was, uh, you know, needed for one meal, but whatever. Uh, not complaining. I loved it. Like, the foods were great. The wings were great. The meat tastes great and all the things. So, I was just like, is there, like, some sort of thing where you just cannot buy the meat? All the meat has to be kept for, like, from the early, I'd say Americans should be eaten out literally most of the time. From what I've seen, your difference between the shops and the restaurants, you would be eating out as much as you fucking can eating out in can, freezing, yeah, which was class, so I landed anyway late at night uh, on the Tuesday night, or not the Monday night, so I had I had Tuesday, a full day Tuesday and Wednesday in Denver, right, and the roast battle was on Wednesday night, so Tuesday night, uh, I land in, I wake up in the morning, I meet one of the, the, I know Shalaka Corrupt, right, I know her from uh London, and she won my uh, Edinburgh Fringe during the, you know, during the fringe there, she won basically our roast battle little tournament, mini tournament, and things show Shalaka won us. So I was up against Shalaka first round, and I was not that confident because she's brilliant at them. What happened was, uh, first day I land in, and I meet Ryan Neeson, who's another contender in the thing. Great guy. Very, very funny. He ends up winning the whole thing, right? Now, Ryan Neeson uh, has guns, right? He's an American, but he has guns, right? And he was like, Do you want to come down to this? Uh, what outdoor world is it? It was like outdoors world, uh, right? So I was like, Yeah, let's go. This he brings me in. This is right in the morning, first morning in Atlanta. I walk in and I walk him past like Olive Garden chilies. We ended up trying all of these Wendy's because me and we were just like, That's the thing I actually want to try your terrible food joints, you know, like you know. So I had like a Chili's and we had, I had Wendy's before when I was not in Vegas, but New York and things like that. But we tried a few others or whatever. I can't remember the wings places and all that. Uh, good fun. Good crack. We we're in a big super target and all that type of crap. Uh, that was what I did most of the time. But I anyway, Ryan Neeson brings me to this place called, Out, it's, it's a, yeah, I think it's just outdoor world. And it is the biggest shop I have ever been in. I walk in, everything's in wood. You know, it's like a hunter type of place, you know, fishing, guns, uh quad bikes clothing you know outdoor clothing and everything like this there's a fucking waterfall in the middle with a big um, union not union jacks a big american flag like that's like only and england i think use their flags like that like there's no fucking shop i don't think you could walk into in ireland or scotland that has a massive ireland flag a big fucking 40 foot tricolor on the back wall because you'd just be like what is this is there a meeting is there a have i walked in on (laughs) it have i walked in an ira meeting um yeah so anyway there was that there was a literal a a massive fish tank with massive fish floating around a full-on waterfall and this is in the shop we're going around looking at the quad bikes and and all the fishing stuff he was like let's go up to the guns and i was like this is going to be great this is what i wanted right so i was chatting to the guy in the, the 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 gun shop selling the guns and he was just like i was like so if i needed." can I open carry here? And Ryan Ryan Neeson was like, can I open carry here? I have a license for whatever. And the guy was just like, I don't really know changes from state to state. And I'm like, I feel like you should definitely know. You know? I feel like you should definitely know about gun laws with people carrying over states. Like, right after fucking Kyle Rittenhouse did, I reckon, you know, that should be at least a very minimum requirement. But the one thing that struck me, I had a great time looking at all these guns, right? I'm not, not for guns, but, you know, exciting. And... A fucking, like, uh, and I was chatting to Ryan. It had good, good old conversations about it, you know. And Ryan was asking all these questions this dude. But what it struck me was they are not that expensive. Like, I thought in my head, there was, like, there was a couple of pistols there, like, six shooters. Well, you know, they had six bullets in the chamber uh, that were, like, $200, which is about 100 and what? seventy, hundred and sixty 160 pounds sterling for a gun. And in there, it's a three-day wait, right? So he was like, all right. Uh, There was a couple of guns there, $200, $300, $260 pistols. Obviously, the big ones are massive. But there was like a machine gun that was like $800. And it's like some sort of like an automatic rifle for $800. I was just like, for 700 quid? In my head, it was going to be well into the thousands. Well into the thousands, each of them. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, no fucking wonder. And I was like, I'm not here for three days. So I'm trying to like fake buy this pistol. Because I wanted to see what they do with it, but I just wanted to see how easy it was. I wonder if there was a background check. Obviously, my citizenship wouldn't have it, so they wouldn't sell it me. But I just even wanted to get to that far. And he goes, ah, uh, he goes, three days, then it will be your waiting, day. And I was like, Oh, I'm gone in three days. And he just went, oh, well, you're just going to have to go to one of the gun shows. They happen in a lot. There's gun shows all over the fucking place in Denver. They land up in car parks and all, just go up to a gun store or a gun, sh- a gun shop or a gun show. Sorry. Uh, and I was like, "Mate, I already have tickets to the gun show." And he went, "What?" And then I fucking popped out a bicep, and he fucking came. Uh, no, no, I don't even think I have to say it. that. Obviously, didn't happen uh, due to my bicep. <coughs> um, but it's great. Uh, but uh, yeah, I couldn't believe that. That that really fucking freaked me out. So then, I had my I had my food. I had went and looked at guns a very American morning. I had uh and then i was like i want to go to one of your famous weed di- di- dispensaries because i'm going to get a bag of edibles like 10 10 milligram edibles to do me the two days you better like 50 milligrams basically over the two days let's not go too wild you know and you know and all that but i know that they're always good in america all the weed stuff is good because it's not it's clean it's not free thing you know or whatever it's it's always great i noticed in vegas that the even a 10 milligram edible it felt like a 20 here so I was Googling, and I mean, all these disp- dispensaries are, were, like, miles away. And I was like, fuck's sake. And, then he, and Ryan was like, no, 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 that's just, like, big super ones you're fucking Googling. There's only four. And he goes, oh, there's, like, a 1,000 in Denver. And I was like, what? So then I went into, like, Google Maps and just started it. And there was one a mile away that was only, like, you know, it was, like, a 25-minute walk to and back. And I went, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that, Ryan. Uh, not till Ryan, to myself. Uh, and I went to this place, and I swear to God, I walk up, and this place is looks dreadful there is like a little steps up and a security door and above it is a black sign and it says house of dankness (laughs) (laughs) so i went into the house of dankness and some woman like checked my passport through one of those little you know like little hutch little little huts you know like the screen glass or whatever bulletproof glass crazy about it you may as well go in and then i go in and then the place is fucking really nice then they people in there were super sound, you know, they were like, we don't take card, we only take cash, but there's an ATM behind you. And I was like, oh, well, this is fucking great. And then they were like, where the fuck are you from? And all of this. So I got a bag of edibles. I had a great time in them. As I said, everything was nice. Everything was clean. I got to walk around. And I felt just so weird just buying it legally and walking around with like the tub in your hand going to the thing necking them before shows and stuff i was i had a great time in denver i always have a great time in america i think like you know like uh, vegas and the top three places i've ever been it's always number one was new york number two was cape tribulation in australia and i think number three in my list would be vegas and uh fucking like denver was only two days but it was class crack uh, went into the, I, got a, I got a fucking Uber that was basically inside a monster truck. This fucking... The biggest Jeep I have ever seen in my life pulled up. I had to climb up into it. I had to put my bag up and climb up, hold two things and pull myself into this Uber. I was like, this is the. This is what I live on. And the music this guy was playing, I, he got on and I've noticed this. Uh, I remember when I got on, Blitzkrieg Bop was on by the Ramones. But then it was like Modest Mouse and Violent Femmes and then Black Flag and stuff. And I was like, fucking... I was like, this is uh, this is feels like this was literally built for me. A big massive truck playing this music. We, there was a karaoke. There was a karaoke night in a, in the Wings place that just kicked off before we left, and we were like, oh, if we get out of here. But the first song they played was, and I know nobody will probably know this song, was Agent Orange. Yep, the band's called Agent Orange. Everything turns gray. I knew it from like the very first Tony Hawk game, or I think it might have been Matt Hoffman's Pro BMX but it was as in terms of karaoke songs i thought it was like one of the most like that's such a random song uh, i noticed the music basically was class big fan anyway we went to the roast battle night so basically semi final they had a couple of denver acts on first who were fucking great uh, some absolute belters great night how, like it, denver improv uh the the uh, jeff ross wasn't there so the 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 judges were like Pat Barker who runs the show, and then there was the, the is it the Skylar brothers? They're like two brothers that a lot of Americans I don't know. I know their faces from movies and stuff like that, but the Skylar brothers or Skylar brothers were uh were judging. So I came up on the first round and uh, uh what 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 I had written, because I had to write for all three people, uh I was really hoping I had to write for Shalaka anyway, and I wrote for her well. And I wrote for the other guy, the other Ryan Neeson, because he was easier to write for. I found one guy kind of difficult to talk to, to write about, you know, John. So I was kind of like, right, if Shalaka beats me, there is a third place playoff. I hope that John wins so I can use Ryan uh right so what happened was i came in the first round ryan neeson uh beats john and i was like oh fuck that means if i lose to like i'm gonna lose the third place playoff too because i just knew my jokes for john weren't uh, weren't as good as what his were probably were to me and that ended up being the case john uh, in the third place thing was a pretty easy one on his part but my my actual championship game, the first round between me and Shellacca, was fucking excellent. I, it was one of the best roast battles I've been a part of. It was only five jokes, and it was only small, but I, I really wanted to test myself against Shellacca, because I do think she is the best, uh, definitely the best roaster in the United Kingdom. Uh, and I think I went neck and neck, but she said... I went neck and neck with some of it, but I'm half of mine is half racist, right? But... Uh, she pinned me on like she would have won it anyway I would say gnarly but one joke that definitely just kind of like swung it because it's it's one of those ones you can write the best roast job you'll ever think of but sometimes really visual ones wins it uh, and she said Ryan looks so ill that he looks like he comes in lumps and I was like oh uh, you know, I got a good reaction and I was like fuck it boss. she's got it she's fucking got it so uh, very very happy with that uh, she beat me there on that she went on to, you know uh she went on to the final there uh, definitely justified I no anger about it uh, or anything like that you know some people take these things far too fucking serious uh, and but like I just fucking like I was good I was fine I checked out then I lost then I was like great, right, grand I was a third place playoff I was like Ryan if Ryan had won I would have had a good Ryan would have probably beat me as well because these guys were all brilliant. Like Ryan Neeson would have probably beat me as well because he ended up beating Shalaka and won the whole thing so we can just safely say he would have beat me, but I know my battle with Ryan would have been better, you know, because I just didn't have a lot to say about John, you know, and I'd used a lot of like Indian stereotypes for Shalaka already. So it was I was just, it was just weaker and I was like, oh god damn it." But Shalaka uh, there was Joke of the Night, right? So Shalaka's joke, the Joke of the Night was one of the greatest roast jokes I've ever heard. So Ryan Neeson is Jewish, right? And Shalaka says, uh, and I, what, what place I say here to start in California might not be accurate. So it was something along the lines of, Ryan Neeson is from Southeast California, the suburbs of Southeast, not from the suburbs of Southeast California or whatever, but basically it was like the only 90210 that Ryan has seen was tattooed on his grandmother's forearm and I was like that's possibly the greatest Jewish holocaust joke I've ever heard for a roast battle like I had one written about Ryan so Jewish and he collects his sister from Kant he brings a dustpan which would have been a big laugh at the thing but that was the best roast joke uh, she won the best roast joke with that and I was like thank fucking god um, okay look that was my basically my absolute nonsense for the week I'm off to Australia next week so uh we're going to get a podcast in on the 12th and the last podcast, and that's the day before I go to Australia. So we'll get that out of the way, and off we go. And uh, and then I'll have to see us after draft around draft time for something, uh, and we'll have big changes to the podcast next year. Um, but next up, it is a little bit of NFL stuff. Let's get a little bit of Super Bowl stuff in. If you enjoy this podcast and want to get more involved, I have a Patreon account where you will get bonus short episodes during the week and access to our thriving Discord community who discuss the games live, play games like fantasy football, and even drop topic suggestions for the bonus episodes. Join the Clear and Oblivious team at patreon.com forward slash clear and oblivious. Welcome to the Clear and Oblivious news headlines. The Pittsburgh Steelers after 3 years of pain and suffering with Mad Canada have just went and hired Arthur Smith as offensive coordinator, which is like being hit by a bus just after getting the all clear from cancer. The Caleb Williams draft talk is heating up more than a nun in a cucumber field. Will the Bears take him? Will they trade away their pick? Where will Justin Fields go if they do select the man? All in all we do know that one thing is for sure, no matter what the Chicago Bears choose to do, it will inevitably be the wrong choice. Such is the franchise they are. Cliff Kingsbury and the Raiders' talks broke down over their vacant offensive coordinator position due to the fact that Cliff does not have a criminal record. He did, however, sign with the Washington Commanders as he does have experience in institutionalized racism. The Pro Bowl games took place this weekend with some flag football games and many different playground games for the world's top athletes to humiliate themselves on television. Who would win in a game of tiddlywicks between Brian Branch and Tankdale? The loudest fire competition between AJ Terrell and Andy Reid. Bring on the stop! Bring on the Super Bowl and stop this fucking madness. That's all for this week's NFL news. Yeah, most of the news this week in the NFL is basically about the, the, the like all the positions for next week uh, to be done. Do you know what? I kind of feel like there just shouldn't be allowed. I, I, I feel like there's no difference between signing all these people, you know this week and that week it's just it just takes away a lot from the super bowl build up i feel like the game should all be just about the super bowl uh, I, I i feel like i feel like you should also it shouldn't even, the pro bowl games should probably be the week after i feel like you shouldn't take a week break in case people are on their in fucking momentum and stuff like that i feel like it would be better i also feel like yeah no offensive coordinator stuff until after the super bowl and then that week Everybody can go and do their shit, and then because like if you turn on the news now, it's just all about Cliff Kingsbury and Arthur Smith. And I understand that I spend most of the fucking podcast complaining about our offensive coordinator and how important the whole thing is, but I don't know. It just feels like it takes away from the Super Bowl. I'm flat about the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I think it's been a dreadful season. I think it's been pretty shit. Like I, I feel like that is the worst season since I've been watching the NFL, just in terms of offensive play, in terms of drama. It still has drama. It's a brilliant sport. still has drama more than most, I think, but just not really up there. Um, at least it's two teams in the Super Bowl final. The last few playoff games were good as well. Um, yeah, I mean, if the Chiefs won it, you're just, again, you're like, Ugh, it's kind of like when Man City won the fucking goddamn thing, even though the Chiefs aren't cheating bastards like Man City. Uh, I feel like uh, the 49ers is who i will cheer for but even that is also kind of a key cheering for but i just hope for a good game i i really do i hope i i, I it deserves at least hopefully a great super Bowl would take a lot of sh- like if it's a real bad super Bowl if this ends up being like a rams Patriots job I mean I, I highly doubt it will considering the team's but Jesus Christ, you you'll be asking questions. you will be like, what the fuck did I waste my (laughs) my time on here? Um, I'll be going to Malone's in Edinburgh for it because i meeting people there who have already got it, even though I'm not a fan of Malone's. I actually would have preferred to watch it somewhere else. But look, it's it's happening. All right, we have history. Uh, Yeah, I'm not really sure about the competition too. We have the competition online. I'm pretty sure it's only Anna and... Is it Ann Shelby maybe, or is it Ann Kate? I can't remember. There's two people left basically for the final in the uh, in our basically our Discord league. Uh, I wouldn't join the the, the Patreon now uh, until I have it paused now until I start up next season, so you won't be charged again at all. Uh, but there is a Discord. We usually play games and stuff like that. The not last man standing one, so it will people will not come back into it. Uh, it will be a touchdown. Somebody has to claim it. Maybe a touchdown score uh i'll figure out how to work it out but basically if one of them gets the touchdown score right uh, and the closest time then that's pretty much it uh yeah, yeah, yeah. for the 50 quid there so make sure you two whoever is left you have your picks in uh before the super bowl you still have another fucking week i can't believe it feels like it's forever and there's another week it's just like it's because i've been so many places in between the the games i'm like fuck me when is it here? Uh, the Usher halftime... Uh, Usher, Usher is doing the halftime show. I'm not really looking forward to that either. I mean, you know, I'd say he'd put on a show. That's one thing. I reckon the man would put on a fucking show, you know? But I, I can feel that, that that halftime show already is going to be closer towards... Like, I think it's going to be closer towards the weekends, to, you know, rather than, you know, the Snoop Dogg fucking Dr. Dre one, you know? I think there's going to be... <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of difference so uh, I look forward to it. I do look forward to it all. I I am talking very negatively. I don't know who's going to win it. I feel like i am going to have I feel like the 49ers should have more around them. I mean, they have they have every kind of they're strong everywhere. I feel they're strong defensive backs, strong in the middle, strong pass rushers. Uh, as much people don't like to say it, uh, they, it's a strong quarterback. Um, they are still much better than other fucking system quarterbacks with him in there. You know, people are, keep saying like, Sam Darnold wasn't that good in there. Jimmy Garoppolo was obviously fa- like bailed out, but Brock Purdy is better than these two people. They have a good Look at the weapons Brock Purdy have. It's, like, like, it's still worse weapons than half of the fucking great quarterbacks have had over their life. So I don't know why he's held to a different esteem. Uh, but, I mean, Brock Purdy is a good quarterback, anyway. At, at bet. Well, he's good, anyway. Uh, wide receivers are brilliant. Running back's the best in the game. I just I think they have too much wisdom. I don't trust the wide receivers of the Chiefs. I, I trust Mahomes to make them wide receivers look good, but I don't know if they're going to be able to do the the big one. I mean, Rashid Rice looks good. Travis Kelsey obviously can, but the rest of them, like, I feel like, not really. I don't think they're running back. I think Pacheco is a great running back, but I don't think they have much else. I think Jarek McKinnon. Has just been taken off injuries there for the Super Bowl. That might be a little bit, bit better one out the out Give Pacheco a break for them, you know, I'm hounding runs that he does. You know, chucks them out the wide to Jarek McKinnon. Uh, yeah. In terms of who, what my predictions are, I'm going to give my predictions now. I think that the Super Bowl is going to be 27 21 in favor of the 49ers. So 27 21. And I think that. I think that Pacheco scores two touchdowns for the Chiefs and I I think that the 49ers are gonna have uh I think Brock Purdy himself will score a touchdown. Book it some of you are like, why would that ever happen? You've got the best running back, he's too small for a sneak. Brock Purdy's getting a touchdown. <laughs> Fucking lies you might put your house on it if you're brave enough. Put your fucking kids on it. It's happening. Um but yeah, I don't I don't really know what else to talk about in the, the build-up. I just I have nothing. It's just a preview of a fucking game. If you want a preview of a game, go and watch listen to an actual NFL podcast, it'll give you insight. Uh, if I want, I'll chat to you about things I want to happen. Right? I hope that if there is a sniper in the Super Bowl that he accidentally pulls the trigger, don't think he hits anyone, but imagine you know you're just lined up for a field goal and a bullet just was his by and hits the grass about two meters away you'd just be like <laughs> um i think that uh, there is going to be a leg break yes that's right someone's going to get a leg break in the super bowl there hasn't been that many, there has been loads of injuries but there hasn't been like a a spectacular you know Dak prescott alex smith type one so i reckon there's going to be a leg break i reckon the sniper is going to pull the trigger by accident we're gonna see that you know the leg break. We're gonna see the Hamlin mobile, uh, <laughs> no, right? And then I think that I hope Usher falls off stage. I mean, this is the things I would be hoping for. Hope Usher falls off stage. I hope one of the Super Bowl adverts was actually by Boko Haram and they didn't check. I hope that. Uh, I hope that you know. I hope you know what I would think would be amazing. If imagine if the 49ers beat the Chiefs, you know. Travis is on the pitch, and then Taylor Swift comes down and just dumps him live on television. She's like, I only fuck winners, bro. Then you ain't a winner. <laughs> <laughs> I only... <laughs> he goes to talk. No, Travis. I only go with winners. Uh, and then just shacks up with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, but anyway, fucking hell. I do find it ador- adorable, by the way, that Kyle check's wife has been making... Uh, you know, like he's been making like 49ers and she's, she's just been doing like NFL clothing uh, and, you know, and he seems so proud of her. And then like the NFL have actually given her uh, an official licensing agreement to make some fucking merch and stuff like that for the NFL. So yeah, that's going to be great. I'm sure I'm going to have a lot more to talk about here after the NFL, after the uh, after the actual Super Bowl. Uh, and I will see you then. That'll be the 11th is the night of the Super Bowl. I'm gone in the morning of the 13th. So I'll wake up record on the 12th We'll have a lovely Super Bowl episode. Hopefully I could get maybe Waugh on. I'm pretty sure he's even coming to watch it with us. Um, But anyway, look, have a good time. Uh, I will see you all next week. That's all for this week's Clear and Oblivious. Make sure you join us for next week's episode. Join the Patreon and leave us five stars if you've enjoyed. See you soon.